is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 20. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rake Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And Nick, it's time for a little 20. Who's our 20 today? Alan Ball. Alan Ball. That's a good one. You would That's think he really would go one. with Darren McFadden after the weekend Arkansas had. Dang. You know, we didn't get into that D-Mac. yesterday. We didn't. Hey, hey you know, wanted quick, to talk about it, and I was like, I'm, oh, not, I mean, I'm not engaged hey. with all of these people on social media. Oh, right I know. Now. I know. You didn't want to go there. No, I didn't want to go there. And, 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 and I even said that. People were asking on Twitter. I was like, it wasn't in the rundown. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we had day. a lot to get into. And I told you today we got a little more time. And now I got a pretty big rundown, but oh, okay. we, but we got a little more time. So I'll give you I'll give you thirty seconds mm. to get it out. Whatever you got to get out, go ahead and get it out now. You got thirty seconds. Get it out, and then we're going to talk about, about how Cowboys long football. Texas was in the game. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, it was it was it was outstanding. It was outstanding to be there for, for you. Know, you just have to you have to know what it's like to be an Arkansas fan, especially lately when we you know we've been getting killed by like north texas western kentucky Mm. not to mention all the sec schools so to come back and win that hey the hundred thousand dollar fine i think maybe jerry can (laughs) can handle that you know what is interesting we it's a hundred thousand dollar fine because it was the second time arkansas fans have rushed the field the first time was against lsu yeah so as we sit in here was that 2014 2014 when they had won an sec game in like two years so it's really a lot it's a it's a you know respect thing i mean just to win a game like that you respect the program you know how much i hate the horns down i saw it a lot this week it was everywhere it was everywhere we made it it wasn't here i can promise that it wasn't a lot of money yeah it is weird to walk by and see an orange shirt like a white t-shirt with an orange horns down and you know and they think they're doing something other than putting money in texas's pocket i just don't understand that i don't think you should ever hate another team more than you love yours exactly that's just me i but I, I I I threw the horns down a couple times when yeah, we did. played a couple years ago. Yeah, you it did. happens. You had some fun with it. I, and by the way, I'm I get it. Like it's it's the same thing with the Cowboys. There's there are these teams that that exist that are they have this really lofty position from the standpoint of recognition and how people view them, and and it's all based upon history. And because of that, you know, people that are not a part of that. Especially if they haven't, if they don't feel like they've earned it, and certainly haven't earned it recently, then there are a lot of people out there that are like, I just despise them for thinking they're that good because they're not, well, you know. And I get yeah. that; that's part of it. And, and and for so long, the conference—I mean, Arkansas was the outsider of the group, you know, and in that conference. But you know, just then with Texas going in and all that, and, and Texas is one of those schools: Notre Dame's in there, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State. You know, college football is better. 
yeah. when they are bet when they are good. And that's my opinion. I mean, Florida State is in that group. Boy, they're no, not right now. They're, they're not. I mean, they got to they got to get back in there. The U. Well, obviously. USC is USC is like that too. They just lost their head coach. But USC, lost? I think of USC. Well, they got rid of their coach. But, yeah, they didn't lose. Well, him. Yeah, I don't they think they're looking him. for him. Right. <laughs> but but I yeah. mean, I think I, I look at I look at programs like Texas, USC, and Michigan. They to me are the same kind of program. Yeah. Like they're all. It's all about their brand, but they haven't done anything to really deserve that lofty. Yeah. You know, um, um, how people view that that brand in the in in a long time, and so it's just kind of what it is. And, you know. People will. People have tweeted at both of us, obviously, the last few days. And yeah. let me just say this: it, after the game, my phone was dying like the whole game. It, <laughs> it lasted till the very end, and then when I, and then I, when we got on the field and I turned it back on, finally charged. It was a lot of texts, and Derek was one of them. Said, mm-hmm. "Hey, congratulations, enjoy it, have fun, all that kind of stuff." Yeah. So, you know, even though your team lost, probably better than I would have done. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> But uh, well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I try to be a good sport. You are. I, I was fuming at home, I'm but sure. I try to be a good sport, especially with people that are that are close to me that are that are rooting for the other team because, yeah. like, I just think that's the right thing to do. I'm. I'll be a good sport on Sunday and Monday, Saturday night, like in the in the immediate aftermath of whatever happened. Yeah. I'm I'm either going to be an obnoxious winner or a very sore loser probably. Like well, I try to save those conversations for the next day. Yeah, that's you're pretty extreme part. when well, it comes to your that's team. The hard, but that's actually the hard part. For the LSU game, I literally was sitting right next to Dave. So there was no save that till the next day and I was pretty mad at my team but there was no saving until oh, the next day i also was, was like all right i'm watching this game with my boss i should probably stop drinking <laughs> i need no, to stop drinking the I, beers you guys needed to enjoy it that was part that's a part of it like enjoy your team winning when your team wins because we all know your team ain't winning every week so no. you better enjoy when you get the wins yeah know? and i promise you that it's been a long time since the only teams in this room who's in the top 25 yeah. is arkansas <laughs> i mean yeah that's it, it won't last you know, we we don't we don't play a top twenty five team, but the next four after that, all all in the top twenty five. Okay. I love I love fandom in that way because like Saturday, you know, Arkansas is dominating the line of scrimmage. I was like, good for Arkansas, man! What, what a great this is awesome for them. Like Nick must be so happy. And then five minutes later, I was like, oh crap, gotta this play. team looks. We got to play these guys. <laughs> right. Sucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, let me switch back to the Allen Ball conversation. Yeah. When I said Allen Ball. Yeah. Actually, I have written his name not too long ago because he is not, he is uh, the third p- former Dallas Cowboy to actually be on Survivor, and Danny McRae is the fourth, and we're gonna we're gonna be watching him here yeah. as he you know, on Survivor. What is and that, all that next week? I think next, next week. Wednesday. Next so Wednesday's when I was and I was writing that up, and I was like, all right, Gary Hogaboom from way back in the day. Jimmy Johnson lasted for a I couple I minutes. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't last long. Yeah, and Alan Ball, I think he finished like ninth or tenth, and Danny yeah. was like, mm, we'll see if. I finished better than him, like which he I already a, knows. I got a feeling Danny. I did think really Danny well. did pretty well. I think Danny did. He really was well. he was gone for a long time. Gone for a while. Well, but everybody's gone for a long time. That's the thing about it, is they keep him back even though they yeah. may be out of the game. But the the thing about it, like he was like, you want to know? And I was like, no, I don't want to know. But I could tell the he he kind of wanted to say he. So I, I think he might have done well. well. We'll see. Yeah, I think he did well. We'll is uh, we'll Allen Ball, Danny McCray, or Arkansas on, on that rundown at all? Like on your rundown for no no okay sorry sweet no not thanks at all. all right so here's what we're gonna do let's go ahead and jump into it we got to talk first about a little bit of news that broke uh, a little early this morning on 105.3 the fan on the Sean and RJ show 
Jerry does his weekly show uh, with them, his weekly appearance with them, and uh, tells us a little bit about what's going to happen at right tackle. What did he say? He didn't Dave? tell us a little bit. He gave us the starting lineup. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta love, love Jerry. Jerry don't Which you? I'm sure it happened last year, but I can't think of a specific example. But welcome to the Cowboys, Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. This yeah. is going to happen to you on a Tuesday morning from time to time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, he can't be happy about it. But No, and, and I think one of the reasons why, you know, they, they – Coaches overthink everything, and that's that's what they do. Um, you know, that's why they all cover their mouth, all that stuff. But um, we're talking about two different right tackles. You know, Inseki and Terrence Steele are, are, are different. I mean, one's one's a veteran that's seen a lot. He's bigger. He's probably going to help the run game a little more. Slower. Slower. And then and, and Steele's the guy that they're going with. You know, and I guarantee Josie. Josie, sorry, Joey Bosa factor is is you know throwing in there as mm, well. Should so be. yeah, and so it, it, it's I I think they look at it like now you're just telling them you know what we're gonna do, but yeah, I was and I get it, and that would be frustrating for me as a coach, but as somebody who's kind of looking at the whole picture, I'm like, you think Joey Bosa really cares that much? He's like, oh, this changes everything. He's like, no, probably felt pretty good about my odds regardless of who they put out there. On yeah, and no doubt, by the way, they both have. Plenty of tape. I mean, right. Inseki play has played the last couple of years in Buffalo and Washington. I mean, oh, and, saying a secret. And, if and he just go back he, and look at last year if you yeah. want to see Terrence Stills. Right. Playing. You got and if he of, thinks he's going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups, he's, he's Yeah, probably, that, I mean, that's yeah. – speaking of Arkansas, I looked this up right before the show. I was like, how many snaps did Jeremy Sprinkle get last week? Three. Probably needs to be more, right? Yeah, in I this mean, case, yeah. Probably – He's probably your best bet to get over there and help who uh, help Terrence Steele out. Yeah, because we keep talking about this domino effect. I mean, think about if if Cedric Wilson plays as much as a Gallup had played, then that kind of affects your special teams because Wilson came went down and made a really nice play on special teams. And so I just see them playing more twelve you know personnel, just with more with Sprinkle, maybe less in the three wide. Maybe Pollard will do a little bit more things in there. Yeah. So you know, I, I honestly, Nick, I don't I don't even know if I completely believe that just because you mentioned it yesterday actually because you got the quarterback you got I don't know if they're going to be afraid like I think they might look at this and say hey let's put him out there we know we trust our quarterback that if he has a few moments when he mm-hmm. gets when Bosa gets by he's going to make a, he's going to get rid of the ball or he's going to make a play to get downfield or extend the play we trust our quarterback enough that we're not going to change what we do offensively. We're still going to keep doing the same things we do. Because they were pretty aggressive last week, and they were going up against a much better defense, right. way better defense than, than what you're going to see this week. I shouldn't say way better because this is a good defense this weekend. Yeah. But all that being said, I do think they trust their quarterback. I will be interested to see which way they go on that. Are they going to try to help a lot more, or are they just going to say, hey, let's run our offense and right. trust our quarterback? Jerry did say that we're going to give Terrence some help. He did. He was like, "We're going to help him out." What that means is up for debate. Right. I, I tend to agree with you. I doubt. I don't think they're going to drastically alter the game plan. This is year six for Dak. He can see the right side, being a right-handed quarterback. He knows he's got an elite pass-protecting. I mean, running back Zeke is Zeke's half the reason he was ever upright last week in the first place. Zeke had a great game from the standpoint of pass protection last week. A number of times, elite. Yeah, the the number of things that he picked up and cleaned up and gave him time to throw, incredible. And I yeah. would guess he's going to have to do yeah. it again and, Sunday. And I know that this isn't the first time he's done it. It's the first time that the Hard Knocks cameras caught it. But I, I liked what I saw from kind of the last few episodes of Hard Knocks, just watching him. 
him as a leader with some of those young guys. And, you know, they know the camera's on. They know their mic. They know all that stuff. But I, I, I liked what he was saying. You know what I mean? Because sometimes with Zeke, you just kind of think he's out there just kind of giggling, laughing in his own little world. And he might be. Yeah. But when he's in there and he's locked in and he's helping those young guys and all that, I mean, he, you, you know, I mean, he's, he's a veteran. I mean, we woke up and this six years now for both of those guys, and you know that he's a, an established vet, and he and you can see it in moments like that. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, we got to talk about COVID, uh, and okay. I think this is going to probably be a normal uh, segment on our show. It seems like because every single week, uh, at least this is week two, and now for a second time, the Cowboys will be without one of their key starters uh, due to COVID. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team returns for another exciting season. Don't miss the season 16 premiere this Friday, September 17th at 9, 8 central, only on CMT. It's the 16th season for making the team. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk COVID. Uh, Cowboys get some good news and some bad news. Two players return. One player is out. Nick, what do we know? Well, we know that Randy Gregory is on the list. And that's mm. that's all we really know. Now, there's some we got to clarify a few things. Whether you know he has symptoms and all that. Now you're getting into the weeds a little bit of things that we're now, not Jerry supposed did say. To know. Jerry said, I will mention this morning. Jerry said on on uh, Sean and RJ, he did say that there was uh, that he was had minimal symptoms. <laughs> that's minor symptoms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the word the, the key word is not minor or major. Yeah. It's Symptoms, right? And the question becomes: like, if it's minor, does that mean that he's through with those as of t- 
tomorrow, Here's, today, tomorrow, and then he starts the, the clock of I made can this, you test negative, right? I, did, I went on 105.3 right after Jerry with Sean and RJ today, and I was like, that's the beauty of Jerry Jones. He's going to very much clear up the right tackle thing for you and, and muddy up very the- much muddy up the <laughs> COVID thing. Like, I don't even... I don't even ta- I, I don't even take that at face value. I just like that. You just got to chalk yeah. that up as Jerry being Jerry. I don't know what it means. Yeah. I don't know what Randy's timeline is, but minimal, minimal symptoms don't exist. You either have symptoms or you don't, in yeah. my opinion, because you need to not have them in order to start that forty-eight hour testing window. Yeah, and and that's that's all that comes down to. And we 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 figured all this out last week with Zach Martin, who is one of the guys off the list, same yep. as Brandon Knight. Yep. Um, but you know you know he has to be um, if he's vaccinated. I feel like he is. Um, Randy Gregory has to be 48 hours symptom free, and he has to have two tests in a span, a, ne- a negative test in a 24 hour span. That's for him to be at the game. 24 or 48. 22 in a 24 hour span for the okay. test, and then he's got to be symptom free for 48 hours. Got it. And so, uh, you know, he could he could pass a test Friday and Saturday. Um, I think that would get him on the charter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could probably. He could probably get on the he could get there, you know, Sunday. I think if they if they could do it. I mean, it's just it's just crazy how all that can happen. But he's got chances to play in the game. Randy Gregory does yep. if he's feeling good. But we go back to what we said before. He's got to be feeling good. I mean, this is it's still a person. Yeah. It's still a person. Right. Again, health. You got to go, and he's got to be feeling good. But I also think that's where the minor symptoms might matter. Yeah, like like because if if, if he gets past yeah. all those other protocols then the likelihood that he's having issues breathing and that kind of stuff that would affect his ability to play maybe sure. may not be there right and that that's the part that you do concern, con, are concerned with a little bit just tolerance for ambiguity you just got to be i think hopefully not every week but this is the second week in a row so until other no, otherwise notified I think you just got to go into the week thinking, all right, Friday, Saturday is when we'll really know what the status is on this yep. guy. And it was Zach last week, and it didn't work. Hopefully it's a better result for Randy. Yeah. And the part that's scary is, or for scary for a team is you get that that call of that, that positive test on a Saturday. Like in the last two weeks, we found out earlier in the week, so the team's had an opportunity to prepare itself to be without those players, to have players working in those spots so that they kind of got all the reps that week. It's a whole different prospect if you get to Saturday and then you get a sure. positive test. Which right? I don't. I I do not want to go into the weeds about COVID. I don't think anybody does. But it is an interesting. It's an interesting thought because the league removed a lot of those restrictions in the if you get vaccinated. But we now know when you know we're learning about this every day and being vaccinated is not a foolproof way to avoid contracting COVID. So unless the league changes its policies now. Some of this is on the player to say, like, well, I'm allowed to go out to dinner with my family. Should I do that the day before a travel day? Like, is that a good idea? Et cetera, et cetera. So it's just another. And and I don't have a great answer because, like, I I go out to dinner. I do. I'm vaccinated. Like, I feel comfortable doing things like that. So who am I to judge them for doing the same thing? Although it's not my job to be ready to play football every week. So 
some in, it, it creates interesting personal choices for how you want to handle that. Not me. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very cautious about what I do. And I actually was just thinking. Yeah, Nick, Nick is Nick on the storm, other end Nick of that. Nick the field on Saturday. Night. He's not doing anything. He's on the field like yeah. And I would have if I had I would have been right there with him. I wasn't in the center of the 50 yard line super spreader. Okay, I was kind of on the outside over there. I was yeah, Buddy, I was in it. No, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been, been right there. there. I mean, there's some there's some situations where you're like I'm vaccinated. I'm gonna take a chance. Like it's just it is what I it came is. Back, right? I came back tested immediately. Right. Like, when I got back. <laughs> and I bet every day you're like smelling everything. Like, am I okay? Am I still smelling okay? Do I smell yeah. things? Do yeah. I do I taste know. things? You don't even know. Like I've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Nick just carries smelling salts with him everywhere <laughs> right. he goes. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, real quickly, talk to me about the the rotation. How much does this affect the rotation at defensive end if they are without Randy Gregory? Dorrance Armstrong had a, a nice play the other day in the game and I mean, just anybody else you would have think would have lost lost the ball. I mean, didn't he hit? Um, didn't he hit? Uh, yeah, Brady. But it, Brady never got sacked. I can't remember what happened. And I guess I the, think the ball just didn't come out. He just got he just got rid of it. Uh, but you know, you you like what you've seen from him. I think Bradley and I played some. Um, Looking at the, so Rand, Randy played fifty seven percent of the snaps. Basham played thirty seven. Where I know Armstrong played more. Yeah. he... He, got he played twenty seven. So I would get you'd probably just bump Dorrance and Basham's numbers to you, account who do you for think that it's and more give... Basham or, or Dorrance? Dorrance. I'd say Dorrance probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Although Basham played more Basham played more snaps on Thursday night, but I thought I No, I'm sorry I'm sorry. No, he didn't. Armstrong played twenty seven, Basham played twenty four. Got it. So it's right. So it's about the same. About yeah. the same, but I th- I mean, Dorrance flashed and Ooh. Dorrance had a strong training camp. Yeah. Who am I missing for Anai. Another defensive end. The fourth guy would be Anai, I guess, mm-hmm. right? But I think Anai played. He did. So uh, he got so you, 10 snaps. You, you're saying who are you going to bring up? Or who you gonna... don't, I don't know if you bring, you don't have to bring up anybody. I mean, maybe you bring up Gifford and then you, you know, maybe Jalen rushes more on, on the edge or something like that. Could, could Urban play defensive end in that rotation some? I, he, he could. I, I just feel like, I, I feel like. They are using him. I think he was more of a hybrid player with the Bears. I think he's playing a lot more inside, and that could be because of Gallimore being hurt and they needing some some bodies in there. But I just I just haven't seen even in training camp. I haven't seen Urban play end. He hasn't played end in like that wide align like a four down alignment. He I think he if you were going to play him at end, it would be more as like a three four, which they've done they've done that a little bit, but not as much as they do the four down. And so I don't think so. Azur Kamara. I knew we were forgetting somebody. It's hard to ima- it is, hard yeah. to imagine him getting crazy defensive snaps, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If anything, just shoot. But he wasn't even active last week, so. No. Yeah. Uh, just let Micah rush the passer more. I didn't think he did it enough against the Bucks anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, he was doing it. He was doing it quite a bit. They were moving him around it. quite he, a bit I, during that game. Do it more. I'm anxious to see more, him. More, to quote you know, he the got, commercial. He looked a little... A little, I wouldn't say lost, but he, he just looked like he was maybe playing his first game in, in, a, in a, against a really, really great quarterback in a great setting. The second half, I think he started kind of flowing in a little bit more. I'm anxious to see him in this game. You know, I think he'll plug it in. Let me clarify something, too, because I'm getting, I don't know, I said last week about the Chargers. I mean, <laughs> what I said, you know, I mean, this is my first clarification of the year. I seem yeah. like I do it all the time. <laughs> what I was saying was if the Cowboys play like that, they, 
they'll they'll win against a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And even against the Chargers. I mean, I think if they play like that, they could beat the Chargers. Now, the Chargers are good. I wasn't dismissing Herbert or what they've got going on. I think the Chargers are the AFC version of the Cowboys, the team that didn't make the playoffs that you still should be worried about. Okay. And so I think that they're really good. Because you but, got you got a few raised eyebrows from me and Dave. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna be like, oh the Chargers. No. Yeah. No, they're they could be really good this year. They're gonna be in a tough division. But yeah, yeah. but I I think that you know I think if the Cowboys go and play like that on the road I think they they could win that game I think they will win the game I mean to be honest with you if the Cowboys play like they did last week and it's the reason why I think we all felt good about this team coming out of that game if they play like that for the rest of the year they're going to win way more than they lose they're going to be at that ten win exactly. eleven win maybe higher mark because the way they played last week I mean it's just I watched the rest of the league this weekend and you look at a lot of teams both those teams last night Dallas beats both those teams that played last night mm-hmm. if they play like they played I would think week. so yeah. so I, I just think and that this this team they got some stuff the question is can they keep whatever they were doing then can they continue to do that week after week after week yeah. that's what we don't know I heard this morning I was walking my dog I was listening to my favorite college football podcast and they made a point that I thought was great which is that and it applies to Arkansas Texas it applies to a few other games that happen in college football I mean, fans obviously make a difference regardless, but especially in the sense of even games that shouldn't be that hype were amazing last week. You know, Mm -hmm. like first time Arkansas's not first time they played a game that big in forever, but also first time they've had fans in two years. And even, you know, teams that were playing Little Sisters of the Poor had these amazing atmospheres because people were just happy to be back. The NFL is a little bit different. Obviously, the competition is more fierce and more even. But this is a game where you're like, oh, it's it's a 1 p.m. start on the West Coast against a team with a small fan base. Maybe it's kind of a sleepy situation. I don't think so. First Charger game with fans at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. They won their season opener. Obviously, the Cowboys have a ton of fans on the West Coast. I bet this is going to be a really cool Crazy atmosphere, atmosphere. Yeah. which is not something that you might always say about right. a 1 p.m. Charger game. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be much more electric than well, what you might have anticipated. And, and you know this uh, with with OU Texas and and you know anytime any bowl game, anytime you get a, a close to a 50-50 split, I mean it raises one yeah, it fan base will raise the level of the next. And I don't know if this will be a 50-50 because it is the first Chargers game, but, I mean, they don't have a huge fan right. base right now in L.A. And, of course, the Cowboys, you know, do. So this could it, be a very close This will be a, this will be a yeah. good one. I'm curious because the Chargers were famous for years. Like, since they've moved to L.A., especially when they were playing in the soccer stadium, you know, they would play against, like, the Steelers and Vikings and have it be 80-20 road team. Right, right, right. But now, not they got this amazing new stadium. They're also like one of the most exciting teams. Like if I lived in the L.A. area, I would want to buy Chargers season tickets. But I think I think they're the little brother in L.A. Like I think that the Rams I, are getting all the headlines because I, the Rams are the glitzy, I don't, glamorous offense yeah. that I mean, happened for the I last couple of years. I don't disagree with you, but let Justin Herbert build on what he did last True. year. True. I mean, that's an exciting young team. That and could happen over the next couple of years. I don't, I don't think they are right now. No, no, no. Right but, and they play, right? There's They have to play. No, 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 no. I don't they think don't. so. Maybe they don't play. Not this year. I was thinking yeah. they but play. Whatever the point play. they play, that's going to be a fun. I think, be fun. Yeah. I think the attention of that city is kind of up for grabs right now. And the Rams look really nice with Matthew Stafford, so maybe they can mm-hmm. just keep going forward. But, like... I think the Chargers are a really exciting team. I think a lot of people out there are going to hop on that bandwagon if they build on what Herbert did last year. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I, I look at them, and I think right now, I think clearly the Rams have taken control of that market uh, just from a marketing standpoint. 
And uh, and I'll be interested to see if, like you said, if the excitement of a young team starts to draw fans back uh, toward uh, toward the the Chargers. You don't typically associate the Chargers with like electric atmospheres, <laughs> right. but but I bet Sunday will be one. I mean, even when they were in San Diego. Cowboys had a ton of fans at those games yeah. when we go to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I mean San Diego. So yeah, I think this could be a game where you might see and quite quiet is kept. A lot of people kind of mention this. I heard it on the radio a few times. That game against Tampa, there was a significant number of Cowboys fans there. You could hear it through the television, from what I understand. Now, we were at the stadium, but they said through the television, you could hear Let's go Cowboys yeah, at the end, uh, in, at the end. toward the yeah. end of that game. So there was definitely a good number of Cowboys fans there. And I, I expected yeah. even more in uh, in LA. When I got when I was right down in the tunnel there on the on the field at the end of the game, um, I didn't have a great angle for Zerline's kick, um, and so I kind of have to go off the crowd a little bit. And when he kicked it, I heard a huge roar, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, he missed it again," <laughs> you know. And uh, then I kind of looked at them, at the players, and they they were all. You know, had their hands up, so I was like, "Wow, that roar yeah. sounded like a miss." So yeah, there there were good fans there. They'll be good fans for this one. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we're gonna do a little NFC East talk. There's a lot of things happening around the NFC East. There's only one team with a win at this point. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Get on-demand Cowboys content on your home TV. Get the latest player interviews, video podcasts, documentaries, and so much more. Download, Download Cowboys now on your connected TV today. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And I want to spend this final segment talking a little bit about the NFC East. Uh, There was uh, obviously all the teams played this weekend. Only one came away with a victory. That was the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat the Falcons 32-6. 
Tampa Bay obviously beat the Cowboys, uh, and then you had the Giants who lost uh, to Denver 27-13, and then uh, rounding it out, the uh, Chargers, who the Cowboys will face this Sunday, uh, beat uh, the Washington football team 20-16. to My question for you guys, who do you think was the most impressive in their Week 1 uh, game in all of, of all of the NFC East teams? I mean, we Cowboys. can... S- the Cowboys, I think, were the most impressive. Okay. I can't. I can't go there. I. I mean, I. I was right there saying how impressed I was with how they played. But, and and that's what I was going to say is this isn't college football where you're like, yeah, big deal. You beat Mercer. Who gives a crap? Everybody in the NFL's pretty good. And for the Eagles to whoop the Falcons like that and on win the road. and win on the road, I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but. Jalen Hurts looked really impressive, and that's I'm not sold on him. But 27 to 35 for 264. Again, you know I don't think the Falcons are that good, but I can't. I'm, just, I'm not just going to discredit them for beating the crap out of somebody. You don't win by 24. No, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. talking to you specifically, yeah, yeah. just in yeah. general. But I mean, they they had one of the more lopsided wins of the week. Yeah, so. that, was an, that was an impressive win by them. But I mean, I think. You know, and they're probably their fan base is probably excited and encouraged by what's going on and all that. But I mean, I think I think the Cowboys. I still I still look at the Cowboys as the, the Cowboys in Washington. I still I mean think of them as the team to beat. Well, that's a big question. Washington. Here's a big, well, here's a big question. Yeah, the quarterback. Here's a big question. But they lost Cam their quarterback. In, huh? When Cam comes in, though, you think that'll help? Yeah. It, they, they, their head coach said they're not planning to bring in a veteran quarterback. They're playing to stick with Heineke. Rivera. Which, by the way, Heineke wasn't bad no, last year no, when he had he, to play. He's, he's not, not. He's not bad. Rivera and Zimmer both seem like two guys that aren't going to mess with unvaccinated players. They're just like, no, I ain't doing that. You know, well, for for Rivera, I don't really blame him. No, at all. He, his medical conditions. At I, all. I don't really blame him. Like you know, you know what's funny is, and I talk about this with other media guys before. We we always think, well, he. Played with him, and you know, or the, he he was with him, and you know, this place, like, oh well, they'll definitely sign him. I'm like, well, you know, it may not have always went well. You know, maybe it didn't go so well where it's like, yeah, I know him real well, and that's why I'm not bringing him in. And I don't know if they, I'm not saying they have any beef, but just because sometimes yeah. the people connect the dots, like they know each other, they're gonna like no. Sometimes when you've employed somebody, you know you yeah. don't want them back. <laughs> this happens. Like that's the nature of. It, I just right? wonder who you're thinking about. Stop I don't, it. I don't know, but I wonder. I have some people. Okay, but mind. I have a question for you guys on the on the topic of quarterbacks. Uh, Prescott obviously had the best statistical day. Jalen's right there in the in the same. Jalen Hurts right there in the same breath because when you start factoring the fact that he had seven rushes for 62 yards on top of his 264 yards. Pretty outstanding mm-hmm. day. You got uh, Heineke, who was 11 of 15, uh, 122 yards and a touchdown. Again, had limited time in the game, but for what he did, Good that's stats. not that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Daniel Jones is still being Daniel Jones. 22 <laughs> of 37. That's only a 60% completion rate. 267 yards, a touchdown, uh, and then he also had a, a fumble in that game. What do you think? If you had to rank the quarterbacks in SC East, how would you rank them? One through four. Uh, <laughs> Dak, Dak, whoever you want. I, Dak, I think the gap between Dak and everyone else is that yeah. substantial. But pro- I mean, well, I, I, mean, I would still put Fitzpatrick ahead of Hertz if he was healthy, but he's not there. So I probably elevate yeah, Hertz to number two. It's funny for the last two days, I'm just like, don't overreact to Week One. Don't overreact to Week One. <laughs> Here we go. Well, it just it just depends on I mean, it, does it confirm your priors or not? I guess because yeah. like. 
I, I'm just like, Daniel Jones, you are who I've always thought you were. You looked exactly like the same guy you've been. I just don't believe in that guy at all. He looked like it against Denver. Mm-hmm. Don't for the life of me understand why they were so confident that they didn't want to take a chance on Justin Fields, but it's probably best for the Cowboys that they didn't. I just I don't I don't have a high opinion of him as a quarterback. Yeah, I think I think with with Hertz he's going to have to continue. I mean, like he had games even last year when he started. They beat the Saints, you know, and then but then he had some games where back and forth, and he he wasn't as great. He's a young quarterback. He's young, and yeah. and and he will continue to get better. Um, coordinators will also figure him out some too. So he's going to have to kind of withstand that. We've seen a lot of athletic quarterbacks that kind of. They, they, they hit their stride early, and then coordinators catch up to them, and they fizzle out. It's the really good ones that can overcome that. And Y'all, Dak is doing that. I think Russell Wilson did that. Eagles fans – sorry, not Eagles fans. Cowboy fans probably don't want to hear me say this. Their games are not similar at all. Jalen Hurts reminds me of Dak. I was just about to – Jalen Hurts reminds yeah. me of Dak in the sense that – He's going to put the work in. He really wants to be good. You can just tell of what he's made of. Going, you know, his character going back to college, what happened with Tua at Alabama, the way he handled that. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the building in Philly seems to love him. I think if you if they're patient with him, I could see that. I, I just he's going to put the work in to be good. And in 2016 and 2017, we were like. Is Dak the guy? Can Dak make in parts of 2018? We were like, can he make these throws? Can he do this stuff? And now look where we are. And I just want the the fun. The thing for me is, is Jalen Hurts going to show you enough this year that you feel comfortable riding with him? Because they're going to have two or three first round picks next year. The opportunity to draft a star quarterback is going to be there. And it's you know will by the end of the year are you going to say no Jalen's our guy or are you going to say yeah. oh, we could go get if, somebody if he is their guy they are going to be scary with all yeah, those first are. round picks yeah. and a stealing and, a yeah. quarterback like but that. I'll tell you this like with Jalen I'll take that that comparison one step further if you watch that game last week the thing that he did best in that game was. Whenever pressure came, he was able to get outside the pocket. But in a lot of instances, he didn't run. He got outside the pocket, and he made some really nice throws. There was a touchdown throw to Goddard that was a dime on the run, out of the pocket, under pressure. And that, to me, is that's what we were seeing from Dak early on. If you remember, like we were like, man, just get him out of the pocket. Because when he gets out of the pocket, he's just as good, if not better, than he is in the pocket. Now, he had to make that transition, and that's the the maturation of a quarterback in the NFL, is being able to figure out how to get rid of the ball quicker from the pocket without having to get to that point. But I do think that that's where I start seeing those kinds of comparisons where I'm like, man, I, and he's got that same kind of build, that a big sturdy body where he can run it and you don't worry about him too much getting hurt. Like I, I just everything about him right now suggests to me that I'm keeping an eye on him because I think that's, he has the potential to be a good, really good quarterback in this league. Other than the actual playoff race, like who's going to win the division, I think that might be the most interesting storyline in the division is can Jalen Hurts do enough to convince the Eagles that he's their quarterback moving forward. Or do they kind of start over? And it's it's one game again. Like, yeah. who do the Eagles play next week? They play, they play somebody way better than than yeah. Atlanta. I'm guessing. To get way better than that, well, that's what I'm saying. Is again, don't overreact to week <laughs> yeah. one. No, not true. putting the Eagles in the playoffs. Not putting Jalen Hurts in the Pro Bowl. They got San Francisco next week. That's That'll a be an that's a defense matchup. that will challenge the hell Where? out of him. In Atlanta, or, uh, I mean, I'm in, sorry, in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. So 
Not overreacting. Not, they're not going to put a team on the road two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, who would do that? <laughs> Especially after making them start training camp yeah, before everybody else. That. And play a game, one more game. Than yeah, but I, I mean, just week to week, that's going to be fascinating to watch. We're going to be down on Jalen Hurts. We're very high on him right now, but... That I mean, that's going to determine what your biggest rival does in the offseason is how well he plays. So it's very interesting. You alluded to it earlier, Nick, about the fact that you still think Dallas and Washington are the teams to beat in the, in the NFC East. Do you think that the change in quarterback in Washington now make, takes them down a step well, and, and you want to maybe look at Philly as maybe that, that team that you think can challenge Dallas? Not necessarily because I think what makes them – great is that they they do one thing very very well and that's play defense i think the cowboys do something really well in in offense and so i don't know yet if you can say philly does anything like that yet i mean we'll see what happens but uh, they haven't proven to be that that team yet so whoever the quarterback is i still think they have they have a defense to lean on that's why i'm thinking that that defense will you know they they play they played a good offense just like the cowboys will see this week but you know i thought they did they did, you know, pretty pretty well. I think my biggest takeaway from the division has is has more to do with the next opponent, obviously, because the Chargers played Washington. PFF charted Washington as pressuring Justin Herbert five times on forty nine dropbacks. And you think about what they have on that defensive line. Now they sacked him twice, and he did throw a pick. You know, part of that. What? Rashawn Slater. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He I know. he was matched up. He was matched up quite a bit. Uh, on Chase best, Young, with, with the best defensive end on that team, and he had he got zero zero but, pressures, and he did that in college too. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's what elevated that's what his got team. him on the yeah. radar in the yeah. first place. So it was this guy from Northwestern that Chase Young can't get around. Yeah, but they've invested. Slater's not at left tackle. Brian Bulaga, who was a stud in Green Bay for years, they brought Corey Lindsley over as well. And I mean, we're, we're going to get into the Chargers tomorrow, but. Mm-hmm. Five pressures. And like I said, Washington still got to him a few times, but that makes me think the Chargers have a hell of an offensive line on top and a quarterback who can extend plays as well. And you don't so have Gregory this week. My well you don't know maybe that. you don't maybe. Know that. think you have Gregory. My eyebrows popped up when I was like, five pressures on forty nine dropbacks? Yeah. Okay. So that'll be fun. So all that being said, I guess looking at this uh, this division, you guys still think Dallas is, is the the odds on favorite to win it? Not yes. I mean odds on. I mean, I just I think it's going to be. Let's see what happens when they start playing each other. You know, well, there's going to be a weekly question. The I'm Giants are going to get like, in where this we mix. where we are right now based upon what you've seen. Yeah, where do you, where do you think? I Dallas think is? I, I think Dallas is is the I think Dallas is the best team. I really do, but. With Dak, I mean, with Dak playing the way he did, I, I think they're the best team. I think that they're going to play. They they would have beaten Washington one of those two, even though it wasn't really that close. I think they would have beaten Washington one of those times last year with him. That first Washington game, I don't, I just throw that out. Like Zach left the game, Rain, ten snaps yeah. in. Dalton got concussed. That you already were playing with Dalton, you didn't have Dak. Yeah. I mean, they get the credit for the win, but I don't think I don't yeah, even I'd, think about that game as a viable. And then Thanksgiving, they lose size. both their tackles in the first quarter. As I mean, a matter of fact, weird. early in that game, it was I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a ball game, and then all that started going wrong, and then it just went down. Yeah, I mean, that. so I I think it's going to come down to to those teams again. Like I said, the Giants are they might not have looked good there. They they will. I mean, when they play each other. When the, we, we've seen it for years. You think one team is better than the other. They still lose to divisional teams. So let's see what happens when they, they mix in. I, I, I'm still going with Dallas at this point, but it's going to be close. 
keep it's easy to forget because they were so bad last year without him, but Dak Prescott kind of owns the NFC East until otherwise notified. Yeah. I mean, and that's the Giants won the last game. They, you know, they that's good for them. They kept their playoffs hope alive, but since getting swept by New York as a rookie, had Dak has he lost to them since? It hasn't happened often if it's yeah. happened at all. Like I mean, it's yeah. been lopsided since that year. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know if the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys had all this talent. The Cowboys should have won the division in 2019. They like that was the most frustrating year ever because you saw it all on paper and they could not produce the results they needed to win the division. Maybe that happens again this year. Let's I don't know, but yep. I will take their. I will take this roster over everybody else's right now, for sure. Well, we'll start figuring out in the NFC East uh, this week and next week, this Thursday. Giants and Washington play on Thursday night football, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then next week, uh, obviously, the Sunday night game. I'm sorry, Monday night game, uh, the Cowboys will play the Eagles. All right, that's a wrap for us. We'll be back next. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll start talking about Cowboys versus Chargers. We'll have Bucky Brooks on uh, talking about talking to us about the Chargers offense versus the Dallas defense. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?